weekend at Berkman's. Show about everything and nothing. I'm here with the old man, Mark Snyder. Howdy, howdy. And the bourbon hunter, Stephen Haddix. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome a uh, special back. Monday night edition. Firing on all cylinders here after a day back in the office. We just keep we keep kind of changing it up a little bit. Maybe we'll see which uh, which mood is the best. I think we determined uh, last week was a little little rough, a little sawdust in the engine. Feeling like we're going to be all cylinders tonight, guys. All cylinders. So, uh, Mark, I wanted to. I wanted to ask you how your trip to Austin was. How was uh, how was Barton Creek? Did you had you played there before? Did you enjoy the course, the facilities? Oh man, uh, where do I start? It, uh, it 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 exceeded expectations. Let me put it that way. Uh, it was it was fantastic. Uh, you know, I've, I've I've done a few of these stay and play kind of things before, but man, Barton Creek's got it all there. You got. Uh, the restaurants, the uh, the shops, the golf courses. There's three golf. Well, there's four golf courses. One's under construction, but there's two like right there. You walk out your door and you hit the range. The pools, uh, every, everything's there. It was fantastic. Golf courses. Uh, Foothills was one that we played. And the other one was the Core Crenshaw. Both were uh, unique in their own right. And the elevation changes for some of us flatlanders uh, here in uh, the great state of Texas. It was awesome. I mean, uh, a lot of fun. Uh, played with uh, the my my pops and some of his uh, business colleagues. Um, every every day was great. You know, I, I shot in the seventies. Uh, every nine, day, front nine, <laughs> um, most days, and uh, and seventies. Yeah, every day I did. Yeah, no, I, I take that back. I shot seventy five, eighty. With two triples, mm. two Ooh. doubles, excuse me, two, two doubles and a triple. So I also had some birds on that round. That was nice. And then the last day shot a 78. So it was, it was, uh, it was some good golf. Highlight was holing out from the fairway on a par five for an eagle. And then had a couple birdies in round one. Yeah, it was nice. It was nice. Great time. Good time with family and friends. Highly, highly recommend Barton Creek. Sponsorship opportunity. Omni Barton Creek Resort and Spot. Did the you, uh, men's and, locker room have all oh, the accoutrements? Oh, all the accoutrements. So there's the there's the Barton Creek Country Club, and they have their own little, you know, setup. And then the resort has their own setup too. Both you can go into and access. Um, I think maybe using the, uh, the 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 membership locker room is is definitely for you know members and guests, and I understand that. But it was nice. It let us tour around. Uh, one of the pros took us around, so that was nice. Um, just yeah, really nice place. Everything about it. they hosted a, a tournament out there uh, this year, and uh, they're looking to try to woo another tournament. Uh, I think with one of the redos of their courses out there. But yeah, highly recommend it. It was fantastic. Have you been out there, Stephen? I have not. I've played several courses over in Austin, but I have not gotten uh, an invite to go over to Barton Creek before. But it's on the list. It's, I mean, just, I, I love the whole idea of you just don't have to leave. You just stay there. Mm. So that, that's what, so that's what did it for me. You know, and again, I know I'm getting older, but uh, that, that was nice. That was really nice. Reminds me of Kiowa. You just a lot stay like, on the island. Just stay on the yeah. island. Gonna need a big island. 
I, uh, I did have a chance to go out there. I don't know how long it's been there. I, <clears throat> I, I was trying to remember if it was a Fazio or a Crenshaw. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's both. at least, a, there's yeah. at least a, okay. There's both. Okay. Yeah. Both. Yeah. I was out there for a, a bachelor party many years ago. Um, you know, Austin's pretty electric nightlife in and of itself. I'm, I'm sure you all were in bed by 10, but, uh, most I nights. do remember Most nights. I, right after Wheel of Fortune. I, I do remember that the elevation change was fairly significant. Um, and that, oh, you yeah. know, I had spent most of my time earlier in my career in Houston. And you go out there and you're like, wow, this is like, mm-hmm. this is like the Himalayas out here. Um, <laughs> great facilities. Um, I remember, well, there was a place called trudy star texas and it's it's like this amazing tex-mex place and they've got like a like a fried avocado or something with this squeeze cream sauce it's just it yeah it's incredible it was like one of my favorite dishes um we also went to sullivan's sullivan's mm. steakhouse uh, i don't know if you had a chance to go to a steakhouse mark but i i just looked it up unfortunately it's closed. Um, I think there's another one there in Westheimer in Houston. I don't know if that one's closed, but it was, it was a pretty good time. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. We did. Yeah. On site, they have a Bob's steak and chop house. That was fantastic. Ooh. We ate there twice. The carrot. Uh, oh, twice. Oh, the, twice. Yeah. Oh, wow. The, first night and the last night it was, and I got the Wagyu filet. Uh, you want to talk about putting a pat of butter in your mouth and letting it melt. Mm-hmm. That's the, that's how I want you guys to picture this. The, the suppleness of this uh, the steak. It was fantastic. And the, yeah, and the, the carrot, which, you know, kind of the lan- lanyard comes with every steak. It's fantastic. I mean, really it, glazed it, from the I'm not saying it was the highlight, but it could have been the highlight. And then the garlic smashed potatoes, because they call them smashed. Fantastic. Got a wedge salad as the starter. A little extra bacon. You get a dessert. I'm like, you'd have had to roll me out there, man, out of there if I got a dessert. <laughs> no, I did not get, no, I didn't get a dessert that night. The next night at their seafood place, I did get a, uh, a, a cheesecake that was fantastic. Mm. Yep. Anywho. Well, back to, back, back to reality. reality. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's okay. I'm glad you enjoyed, glad you enjoy your time, time. in Austin. Yep. All right. Well, let's uh, move right into this week in golf. Uh, you know, that, that is one benefit of us being late anytime during the week, because every day that goes by, it seems like there's a, a bombshell announcement that comes out. So uh, you would have seen by the time you listen to this that uh, Phil, uh, the thrill Mickelson has decided to join Normie and the and DJ and the live tour. And I, I can't say that I'm surprised. I think uh, last episode I, I said one of the names that surprised me that wasn't there was in fact, Phil. Um, this is all sort of just, you know, just in time, fellas. I mean, this, this tournament's coming up this week. If you haven't had a chance to look at the mechanics, um, there'll be a draft tomorrow so there's there's 12 teams uh 48 players total so i'm assuming they've um, i don't know maybe they have 47 maybe they got 45 tonight calling in a few players somewhere down the owgr but uh 
You're going to have 48 players. Each of those 12 teams will have a captain, and then they're going to do a snake draft for the players. And so the the teams will be different um, week to week or or tournament to tournament, depending on how often they play. So, uh, yeah, believe it or not, it's going to be this upcoming uh, weekend. It's a three-day shotgun start. And uh, so uh, totally normal. Yeah. Wait, it's a shotgun start. Oh yeah, there's and there's going to oh, be wow. clowns and cannons and yeah, it's all all sorts of all sorts of craziness out there. But shotgun start. I'm excited to see what the teams shake out tomorrow. Um, but yeah, they they got the big one. They got Phil. Um, he he says he's still playing in the majors. I I was surprised that was a thing. Stephen, you said they're you know the RNA and. Whoever else, USGA, is, PGA of America, Masters, okay. all, so, yeah. I, I encourage you all to go out to their website, livegolf.com. I mean, they've got a, a slogan that's or a, it's it's like golf, but louder, right? That we're welcome to live golf, where we exist to supercharge the game of golf. Like I feel like laser tag is going to be played out there or something. This is this is something else. And if you go to the first event. I mean, it's like the gates open at 11, shotgun start at 2. Oh, yeah. And there's going to be an aerobatic, uh, you know, airplanes, (laughs) the blades and warbirds, while London black cabs will transport the field of 48 players for their respective starting holes. They're only getting them cabs? Like, I'm sorry, but like over here, they're rolling around in Mercedes and BMW. They're taking them to their holes, Stephen. Instead of golf carts, they have oh. London cabs. It's part of the experience. Oh, I thought it was like, hey, we'll, we'll pick you up in a taxi from your five-star hotel and oh. drop you off at the front gate. Oh, wow. There's a okay. fan village. There's a metaverse tent. There's a echo village, Opry golf, birdie shack, post-round hospital. Ah, this is turning golf on its ear. Shotgun start, though. Imagine playing in a tournament for that much yeah. money and say, hey, guys, uh, yeah, we're going to uh, shotgun start this. You're you're starting on hole seven. It's like, uh, what? Wow. Yeah. Huh. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna figure out when this starts on on YouTube. Um, they they picked up some announcer. I you know I was playing around with the idea oh, yeah. maybe they would go with Costas or uh, um, McCord. You know, maybe pull some guys that had uh, that had fallen out of favor with the tour over there. I, I forget the name of the guy. He was, uh, you know, Fultz. I, yeah, Fultz. Jerry, Jerry Fultz. Fultz. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he'll be on there. I'm sure. You know, Norman will be on there for a little bit uh, here and there. But um, yeah, it's, it's gonna be it's on happening, TV? guys. Is it going to be on TV? No, just, like what? Uh, no. Okay. You I think know, just what? YouTube. I think they're starting free on YouTube, and then maybe after, uh, you know, a handful of tournaments, then maybe they'll um, they'll start oh. to to charge. But um, okay. Well, yeah, it might have to get someone's YouTube TV uh, login or something like that. It's going to be London. We got Portland up at Pumpkin Ridge, Bedminster, Trump National, Boston, Chicago, Bangkok. Jeddah, so they do actually have one event in Saudi Arabia. So okay, and then Miami, the season-ending team championship at the Blue Monster at Trump National Doral. Wow, 
Well, hmm. maybe I think the only thing fun we compare if they're playing at Trump uh, National Business, or we could at least compare that to Fiddler's Fiddler's Elbow, Fiddler's Elbow, Nogs, and mm-hmm. kind of compare mm-hmm. to see what it's like. This is going to be an interesting experiment. Yeah, it's um, it's going to be a circus for sure. I um, it does it does have vibes of XFL. Um, which of course didn't didn't stand the test of time. Um, so we'll see if uh, so good. This is it's legit though. I mean, they're especially. I don't. What what's going to be really interesting now is how to how do Monahan and the, the tour respond. Um, that that's really because it it seemed like this thing completely lost steam. Mm-hmm. When you know when ship when the ship nut comments uh, mm-hmm. came out early, and now we're we're right back in it. And we've got a full field, and uh, we're we're ready to go. So uh, by the time we do the next podcast, we will have had one uh, live tour event under our belt, and we'll have. I mean, we this this uh, this pod might might have to go to two or three hours just to get through all the golf. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Making history, yeah. gentlemen. Making history. On the uh, on the regular tour, the the PGA tour, that is, uh, we had the Memorial Tournament this weekend. So uh, Jack's Jack's home in uh, Muirfield, uh, near Columbus, Ohio. So this, you know, I I'm not particularly in in love with the course. I know that there's a lot of hey, it's Jack's course and it's named after Muirfield and whatever. Apparently, the thing there. Uh, is the milkshakes. And uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if you had a chance to, but this is like, you can mix and match and there, there's even a Buckeye milkshake yeah, on the there. Buckeye, that's the famous one. Have you yeah. guys had Buckeyes before? I have not. I know what they look like, but I've not. It, it, what, what's, is it special? Is it just an Ohio oh. thing? Well, I mean, every time I go back to my sisters in Michigan, there's usually a Tupperware thing of Buckeyes that lasts about a half a day. And they're, you know, they're just, it's like a peanut butter ball. And then it's got the sort of the the crunchy milk chocolate that comes around the outside. And it's just, it's absolutely dynamite. But he, Jackie Baby had, he had vanilla chocolate, banana, malt, strawberry, Butterfinger, Snickers, Buckeye, Coffee, caramel, Twix, M&M, Reese's, and Oreo. So, and, and apparently you can mix and match those how, um, however you want. So, I, th- I think, Mike, would... hold on, let me, a little editorial comment, safety comment for our listeners. All <laughs> Buckeye nuts are not to be eaten. <laughs> okay, they can actually be toxic. Mike is talking about a flavor profile of a milkshake called the Buckeye. The nut cannot be eaten. I want to reiterate the nut cannot be eaten. Thank you. Yeah. Unless you're George Washington or Jaws from James Bond, you probably don't want to eat a a real Don't do that. That would be bad. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, Mark. That's from the legal. Uh, Yeah. So you're uh, one of your favorites, Horschel uh, one there, Mark. He's He's an interesting guy. I, um, I don't know how you guys feel about Horschel, but uh, he, I think he's one of those guys that's trying to get on, on one of the, the Ryder cup squads. Um, 
and see if he if he get gets on the next one or not. Um, I saw Alker was uh, he was up there on the Champions Tour, maybe after mm-hmm. after round two or something was was up there in a tie. Uh, he didn't didn't pull it out. That's okay. He's been he's been having a great year, so he can't win them all. Um, did you the the college golf? So Stephen, I don't know. I know you were into it. I don't know if you got a chance to watch it, but what what was interesting to me was that uh, so so UT won, and it, and it looked like the mm-hmm. last time they won was when Spieth was on the team. Was that is that right? Like back in twenty twelve. Twenty twelve. Yes, I think that was the last one. If I'm not mistaken, they've had, they've yeah. lost. They've come. They've come runner up a couple of times since then. I know they lost to. Um, uh, they lost to Stanford when they were playing mm. in Fayetteville and at the Blessings, mm. I think. And then they came in second another time. That could have been when Alabama won when they had Justin Thomas. I forget if that was before. I guess that was after Jordan. But yeah, they, they've mm. had a couple of close calls. Again, they've been really good. Another coach has been there a long time. Well thought of, but. Yeah, I actually really like watching the college golf uh, championship. It's actually really fun, the format to do. They started off with stroke play to crown the individual champion. Then they get in them based on the team results. Then they get into the match play. Mm-hmm. Uh, fortunately, the OSU Cowboys folded against UT in the semis. But, uh, of course, they went on to win and beat the host team Arizona there at Greyhawk and Scottsdale area. Um, but again, super fun to watch. And some of these guys are just are really good, got good talent. And um, it's kind of cool to see guys early on uh, that probably in five, 10 years are going to be, you know, making waves on the, mm-hmm. the, well, probably less than that, not even 10, but at least in five years be, you know, a staple on the, on the tour. So I always find that really cool as well. Do you, I mean, you can't swing a dead branch without Oklahoma State being involved in something. I mean, they're they're in the women's uh, mm-hmm. what, the softball mm-hmm. World Series. I don't know what they were doing on the men's baseball side. Mm-hmm. They were in the they're trying the, to uh, break out of the regional, regional tonight. They got to beat uh, Arkansas. Yeah. I mean, it might get know, it is it is a, it's a sports powerhouse along with the academic powerhouse. It's uh, it truly is the bifecta of universities yeah it's really one of those mike and since you mentioned it you're gonna let me kind of plug it here is is uh for the money for the money that the academics bring or for the for the sports that they bring in that's in the sports budget in the output of the team's performances from football to basketball to baseball softball wrestling i can go on it is bar none one of the top few in the country i mean Given that UT's got a bajillion dollar budget a year and folds like a lawn chair, and and they have every resource in Austin to bring people in, but yet the little town of Stillwater with little little budget can have teams pretty much in the top uh, fifteen of every sport is actually really impressive. So again, uh, big fan of our our sports and love watching. I'm not a softball guy, but man, I've been watching this whole. Uh, every single one of our games in this softball World Series. Actually, more entertaining than baseball. Hot take, softball is more entertaining mm. than baseball, no doubt. Oklahoma State Cowgirls just hit a home run, two-run home run. Just hit a home run. Texas. Yeah. Yep. Well, I know we shout-out. Oh, man, here we go. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go no, ahead. I was going to say, I know we're talking uh, 
golf, I think it's important to note that Minji Lee won the U.S. Women's Open out Pine Needles, one of the richest purses ever in the women's event, $1.8 million, won by four strokes. Kind of an impressive, a lot of doll hairs. That is a lot of cash. Congrats to Minji Lee from Australia. That's all I got. With pine, pine needles in uh, pine needles, North yep. Carolina. North mm-hmm. Carolina. Mm-hmm. Okay. What were you? What, what was the shout out, Stephen? No, it was actually just gonna be a big shout out to the Big Twelve. The last three softball teams are all Big Twelve teams. Uh, golf, Big Twelve winner of the semifinalists. I think we had four, uh, three of the eight. Uh, mm-hmm. Four of the eight with Tech. I mean, Big 12, yeah, again, maybe in, in football, SEC still rules, but in a lot of other sports, Big 12, crushing it. Money makers. Shout out us. That's right. We, make, us. we win the money-making sports. Well. I hear one of the things that the students love at Oklahoma <laughs> State is the sticky sticky spaces. I heard they got great sticky spaces. Great there. sticky spaces at the uh, College of Business. Great. That's right. uh, my, one of my favorite athletes from there, Hunter Mayan, great Ryder Cup player. Wow. Okay. All right. Here we go. <laughs> Too soon. Too soon, Mike. Too soon. Too soon. And then, of course, A-Raj, I don't know if you saw him, showed up at the match, took took down the rookies. I mean, mm-hmm. he, he just, that pedigree, A-Raj, and then TB rocking the backwards hat. I mean, you just – that made for TV, Mark. Made for TV. Well, we can't – wait to see the Saudi version of the match and every all the theatrics <laughs> and histrionics that that will involve. So histrionics. Exciting, exciting week in golf coming up. And of course, uh, last thing, it is the RBC still. So don't oh, forget yeah. about that. Even though they, what's the saying? They dropped DJ like a uh, DJ and Graham, like a uh, sack of potatoes. Well, I heard uh, I heard Dustin Johnson said, "Hey, who's RBC?" No, that's actually a joke at Justin Dustin's expense. So, <laughs> kind of a double whammy. Mm. Oh my gosh, stairs are stairs are tricky. Watch out, Beach. All right, oh baby, let's move on to our drink review segment. All right. So, Mark, you uh, hopefully you ended up getting some sort of safe to lock yeah. your beers in. Yep. Apparently, there are wandering lips at your house yeah. looking for <laughs> uh, coveted domestics. I what put I put a lock on the fridge, so took care of that. I also defriended this friend that <laughs> took the beer, but it's okay. It gave me an opportunity to travel out uh, northwest on my trip to to Austin this past weekend. I did find uh, one of those really nice you know, gas stations that aren't named after any actual, you know, refining company. And they have the attached taqueria slash um, dry cleaner slash (laughs) daycare. Right. And then you got the food food mart. And I found a real gem a week ago at a local place here in one of those ice coolers. uh, And uh, lo and behold, at uh, Trisha's food mart and more, uh up to 90 it's a staple like it's it's like it's in their cooler it uh it's it's part of the part of the deal anyway um so i appreciate that and you know actually i had to i found a slightly different size this time i actually had the 
the tall boy version last Ooh. week and I was excited to show it to you guys, but I got what's, you know, maybe the skinny uh, tall boy. The I recognize ounce. that shade of yellow. Oh, oh no yeah. doubt. When I actually showed these to my dad, he's like, uh, who's getting the uh, celebration? Who's getting married? Who are you guys, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, treating to the real good stuff? This right here is Coors Banquet beer, not the 12 ounce can. The 16-ounce tall boy. Oh, the yellow belly. And they also have an... It's not the interactive can, but I figured the people at Molson Coors are doing something right. So we, I, I figured I'd give it a shot. This is Coors Heavy. This is the fully leaded, uh, you know, beer. I, I know you guys understand my fanboy uh, attraction to the Coors Light Blue Mountains, the ability to get the hypercolor can. This here is the Coors Banquet beer. Um, I like it. Uh, it's a, it's a little heavy, you know, it's a little heavy cause it's not light. You guys know my love for the light loggers. Um, but this, this is good. I mean, it's a, it's a, it, it tastes nice. It's got good. It doesn't have a bad aftertaste. It's uh, and I can tell that they put love and care into this beer. And as you read the can, I mean, all the stuff they went into doing, you know, brewing this, it's, it's brewed with 100% Rocky Mountain water. And if you guys have ever been to the Rocky Mountains, you know that that's a special Ooh. place. So this beer right here that I'm drinking, it's like I'm drinking the Rockies. I recommend it. Uh, you guys give me a hard time about my lawn care regimen. Uh, I would definitely drink this after <laughs> taking care of the lawn. Um, you can't drink a lot of them though. It's pretty heavy. I mean, us older folks gotta watch our waste. Uh, and our consumption. Uh, you can only have one, especially because this is a tall boy. This is a special back of the cooler find. Um, highly recommend Coors Banquet. Go find one today at your local Food Martin Moore in any small town. Have you <laughs> have you dabbled much? Well, well, I can't. I'd like to, sorry, for, for the listeners, because we're currently uh, you know, audio only, the smile on these two boys that I'm doing this with, uh, are, it's, it's a bit out of control. I feel like they're about to ask me questions that are just not going to be right for my attraction to Coors Banquet Beer, but okay, sure. Let's ask the questions. Let's try to keep the embarrassment to a minimum. Go. You know, when, when I used to live in the Northeast, allegedly the uh, New York State government <clears throat> made the plates yellow and blue so that people would buy all of the custom plates because the the, the standard issue plates were so hideous. Mm. Now that that shade of yellow isn't that bad. But you, you you don't see a shade of yellow like that too often. It's not it's not it's not it's not appealing. I mean Old and you guys you guys see that this is also my waffle house koozie because that's I like to keep it classy. It does clash a little bit with my Waffle House koozie, um, but it's, it's this wait. is old school. I can't wait for the on location Waffle House. Uh-huh. We yeah, we're gonna have to do have to do yeah, a I think we should. Waffle House. The two ninety nine uh, all you can eat special after midnight. Man, that's eaten. Oh, I hope it's yeah, still and and it comes with the free fight. You know, every time you're in there after midnight, it definitely comes with the fight. So. <laughs> I mean, what's better than eating eggs and seeing hash browns flying across the room? So, oh yeah. Have you dabbled much in the banquet, Stephen? Oh yeah, I love them. Uh, back <laughs> in college, we used to uh, 
pretty much anything coming out of uh, Molson Coors. So, of course, the Blue Mountains, the Yellow Bellies, even the lowest level, which is Keystone. I mean, I love a good Ooh. Keystone back in the day. Uh, oh, yeah. Yes. Love, uh, love the Rocky Mountain water. And uh, there's just there's just something about it draws me. I would say my two favorite old school cans are the Banquet Beer and then the Miller Lite in the white can with the logo. Oh, yeah. I mean, those two are tops in my book. You can't oh, get much yeah. better than those two look good looking beer cans. Did you have the the, the 30 pack Keystone? Oh, the 30 rack. Always for, get the 30 rack. For $6.99. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that was back in the day when you get like a full keg for like for like 99 bucks. Uh, oh, so I mean, yeah. or 90 bucks, whatever it was. So, oh, yeah. Those, yeah, those days. were the days when you didn't mind sharing somebody else's ping pong ball in your <clears throat> solo and, and That's right. And coming downstairs to the smell of stale beer just didn't turn your stomach. Those were the days. Uh, All right. Yeah. The Bourbon Hunter, what do you got this week? What do I got? So we just were talking about the Rockies. Well, I'm going to talk about the Rockies of the East. This is Chattanooga Whiskey. Right there, the southern tip of your Appalachian Mountains. This is the Chattanooga Whiskey Bib. This is the Bottled and Bond. This is the Fall 2017 edition. Uh, it comes in at 100 proof. Um, they only release it twice a year. They do a, a, a spring series and a fall series. This is the fall. I think it's a uh, aged four-year bottle. So not, uh, not a ton, but for four years, they definitely packed in. Packed in some good flavor. Um, I was able to find this at the uh, liquor store attached to my Costco. So that was mm. quite convenient um, mm. back last year. But again, really good uh, stuff. Actually, Chattanooga Whiskey is kind of one of those uh, uh, distilleries right now. Then the past couple of years, definitely up and coming. Uh, their standard is a good drinker. I haven't tried their single barrel, but is on my list. Next time I'm through Chattanooga, I'm picking one up. Or when uh, a couple times a year, it's actually uh, comes to our local local liquor stores. But very good. It's underrated. And again, uh, I'm just going to plug Chattanooga. It is a great little city. I thought it would just be a little bump on the map, but uh, it's definitely has a special place. And drinking their whiskey brings me back. So shout out Chattanooga. Wow. I actually uh, got a chance to let my hair down <clears throat> a little bit this weekend, um, went out uh, and then afterwards went to, uh, yeah, keep, keep looking. It, it'll, if you wait long enough, it'll grow what, and the what, uh, dinosaurs yeah. will come back. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, got a chance to go out and uh, one of the guys I was with ordered a, it was like a beam, beam and I don't know, beam and seven or something like that. Do you what do you think about beam, Stephen? Is that is that on your road? Um, no, uh, it's not. <laughs> it, uh, I I'll do Evan Williams. Uh, the Evan okay. Williams has some decent mm. stuff, but not Jim Beam. No, that's not. Uh, when I'm getting into the beam or the Jack Daniels, I've really hit a low. And uh, I'm going to need you guys to probably check me into some rehab or something like that. But no, you'll never, ever Come see on. drinking Beam or Jack Daniels. That, ever. Used to be an old, that used to be an old airplane staple of mine. A little, uh, 
Yeah, I, Jim I guess and when people Coke like or something. had zero taste buds I mean, or a Jack, Jack and Ginger, is, a little Jack and Ginger. Oh, oh man, total trash. Oh, I mean, there's, the there's a lot of good stuff. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it'll be yeah. No, that's, you'll that's never Harry, catch me on here. Harry Bradshaw. Yeah, after Jim on here. <laughs> yeah, that's when Caliendo played Bradshaw. That's right. Okay. <laughs> I do like my whiskey with seven, but it will not be Jim. No. Mm-hmm. All right. So for me this week, I um, Kept it here stateside. I did venture outside of Texas, though. I've got uh, this one is called uh, Space Cake Double IPA by Clown Shoes Brewing. Oh, then maybe they could feature this at uh, the live event this week. <laughs> this is brewed, <clears throat> brewed in Boston, Mass and Windsor, Vermont. So I don't know how that's, that works. This is like a Haddock's logistic beer here, but... Um, the description is the space cake armada, an evil enterprise in the form of laser wielding baked good spaceships that must be brought to heel facing off with the fearsome fleet, maybe a tall order, but it's certainly no time to panic with a sweet malt backbone and flavors of guava and pineapple courtesy of mosaic hops. Space cake is an approachable double IPA fit for extraterrestrial venture so i've had to nurse this a little bit it is a nine percent what can can we just space cake by clown shoe (laughs) brewing i just want to make sure i got this This can't be real show us a Uh, what kind of space cadets are brewing beer up there do you see the do you see the cupcake with lasers on it Oh yeah. Uh, oh mm-hmm. man. All right. I just I, I had to get some clarity on that. I was. Did little... you? Let's ask. Oh, sorry for the listeners that are can only hear us because uh, this is a real can. Uh, the graphics on it do look like it was created in like PowerPoint in 1962 <laughs> um, or Definitely some sort of throwback. graphic. Man. Wow. On the laser is... beams. Did you pay for this? Let's. Uh, I'm curious. Did you pay? Or is this like? Oh yeah given to you but when you put a quarter into those claw machines like uh, what, what is this it gets better okay so keep going sorry this baby this baby pours whiskey colored oh i mean it it was yeah i don't i don't even want to tell you the comparison when i first saw it come out this this was whiskey colored it and it looks it looks kind of rusty and in nine percent you're probably thinking like not going to like this, not going to be drinkable. You know, it's a double IPA. So, you know, may- maybe you don't like IPAs. You're like, I'm going to hate this doubly. This baby, I, I, this is a serious recommend for me. It's, it's crisp. There's really no aftertaste. It's, um, you know, is it, is like it, it, is it, that was a good, I can that was hear a the throat on oh, that. Was a good goodness. gulp. That was a good one. It's it's not bitter. Like it's is it, it's. Is bitter. it quaffable? Is it quaffable? It's extremely quaffable. Okay. I so last week, if you remember, I I went over to uh, to Germany for uh, an mm-hmm. Oktoberfest. I you know this is almost like, and you heard in the description they mentioned malt. I was about to say malt beer. Mm. Uh, this is like if Munich, like if an Oktoberfest and an IPA 
had a baby that that's what this would be oh. and it is it is delectable um i if, if you don't have it there in store i will bring it down next time i'm in houston uh, this is like a fest like a fest pa um i i love it so total recommend clown shoes brewing um i'll be i'll be looking for more of their offerings and, and you said if an oktoberfest has a baby with an ipa Right. I'm writing this down for my book. <clears throat> okay, got it. Thank you. I, I mean, if it's got the Robleski double stamp mm. approval, I mean, it's got to be good. I've never liked a single IPA, but I imagine I'm gonna like a double IPA better. So yeah. I, I will actually put this this funky funky sauce made by the oh, Space yeah. Cadets up there in Boston on my list. If I ever see that in one of those stores oh. that sell individual cans, I might just pick it up. If it's got to be that good, let's I, uh, just say yeah. I didn't see this at Trina's at Trina's Food Mart and more. <laughs> at, Get out! Hey, yeah, Hair, Nail, and Tire Center. No, you didn't. But uh, <laughs> I've been I've been lucky thus far. I, I feel like if you didn't like the IPAs and you and you've been listening to our first uh, eight episodes here, you're gonna you're gonna find a few that you like. So I encourage you to try them. I didn't like them for a long period of time. And I've been lucky that some of the ones that I've picked here have been transferable. So encourage you to get those um, or start with the hazies. Those are a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. If nothing right. else, Mike, if I'm not even just taking your recommendations for something I pick up, I just enjoy the funky names of these things mm-hmm. in your and just the way you describe them. So again, if nothing else, I'm enjoying an IPA through you describing it. So that is a win in my book. Mm-hmm. I, I appreciate that. And it, it's, it's funny you mentioned that because when I think about college and I think about craft beer, it was Sam Adams. That was it. <laughs> right. Every, yeah. yeah. Everybody yes. got the stones. It was like there yeah. was no such thing as craft beer, and now it's Bud like Light. there's a million of them. Oh yeah, Coors Light, Bud Light, Bush Light. I think we were eating high on the hog when we got like this thing called the uh, Secchi's or a Corona. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Like, what is that green uh, can or green bottle? Oh. And then you add a lime to it, and it makes it oh, even my better. Gosh. You can't we moved up. Fight. We moved up in the world, fellas. We've moved up in the world. You can't fight City Hall, and you can't Mm-mm. stop progress. And in this case, Mm-mm. I don't want to. This is just nope. yeah, the parody and beer. It's just the consumer wins. All right, let's move on to soccer. Just a quick one. So there's not going to be a lot hmm. going on in soccer from now hmm. until you know the World Cup. Um, but we did owe the listeners at least a little bit of information about the stadium sizes. And I gave you a bonus piece of data here, which is the, the owner worth. So if we didn't preface at the beginning of this podcast, um, the first episode or all of them, like we try to do our best with facts here, but sometimes we, we (laughs) may be wrong. This is from one article. Some of these numbers seem a little bit low, um, so the biggest capacity goes to uh, the <laughs> across town from Man City. That would be Man United or Manchester United. So they play at Old Trafford, which actually I had a chance to go to over the holidays. Um, that was incredible. It's seventy four thousand 
So not as big as uh, some of the football stadiums, but uh, here in the wow. U.S., um, but still um, fairly massive. So that uh, okay. that was by far the biggest. It's the only one <clears throat> in the 70,000s, um, which is no surprise given their following and their success under uh, Sir Alex Ferguson throughout the years. Um, the, the smallest one actually goes to one of our promoted teams, so Bournemouth. <laughs> Um, well, it, it was Brentford. So Brentford, uh, played at Brentford. I, I wrote down Brentford community. So maybe that was Brentford community center. I don't know. It was like 17,000 and then Bournemouth, uh, they've got 11,000. So it's, it's quite wow. a small stadium. You are, uh, lucky if you're a season ticket holder for Bournemouth, that's going to be pretty cool to be in a stadium that small for those matches. Now I did see if you get promoted, they estimated that you had 130 to 140 million in revenue over three years. So uh, I don't know what time. they're going to do with that money. Uh, it'll be interesting to follow what they do with that. Yeah. Now, do they get they get paid for being promoted? Like, how does that work? They they now make more money per game because they're in a higher league, and so all the players get more money too. I'm very curious. Uh, TV TV rights, mm. probably more merch. Mm. Yeah, and and the, and the Bournemouth seats. the Bournemouth Stadium will get better TV angles, and maybe like a press box. <laughs> yeah, that's the first thing locker room. So when we were talking a, about the a locker teams, yeah. I, I was convinced. Like what came to mind when I, when I did a little bit of googling was you're googling. taking a team like a like a Michigan, like in the big house, a huge mm. number. Like you know, you said seventy four thousand there, man, you and Old Trafford or whatever. And they got to go travel to an away <laughs> game. And it feels like the first thing came to mind was these high school, small college stadiums with just seating on one side, right? And mm-hmm. then, like, the bathroom is, like, you know, a, a couple, uh, you know, port portalettes, mm-hmm. you know, down Maybe away. a trough. Maybe a trough. Yeah, maybe a trough. Yeah. You know, the concession stand only has got, like, circle chip nachos and maybe, like, soda, like, really bad that's what i think of i'm sure it's definitely nicer than that but man are these like you said mike these fans those eleven thousand fans are gonna be living it up when they actually oh, got yeah. a big team coming <laughs> oh yeah i did you I, check I, to I, see I if said, they actually have season ticket holders can you did you find I, that stat i mean <sighs> yeah and i and i what's said their average that, attendance i said that we would watch the nottingham man city game i i feel like i can't wait I feel like we need to watch that one and and Bournemouth, but maybe uh, all three, maybe Bournemouth and Fulham too. Uh, it's um, it's gonna be, all right. I'm gonna say it here. You've all heard it here first. The million plus people that listen to this weekly, Bournemouth is my new team. Born okay. It's my new team. I'm Nottingham Forest. How long do you get to Forest. stay in the upper relegation league? Is it season how, how to what? season? Yeah. Season, how long? Season. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Okay. So Bottom three every year. year. All right, let me make let yeah, me make some notes here. It's, it's step up in the big leagues and win, or you're right team. back down to the bottom of the barrel. Oh man! So yeah, I'm Nottingham Forest. Mark is born 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 born. So Mark is Jason Jason Bournemouth. mouth. Stephen yes. is taking his grandparents' subdivision, and I'm going to take. Yep. Uh, the Fulham Cottagers playing at nice. Cottage Cottages. on the Thames. Oh, baby. Yes. 
All right. So just before we close, a um, couple other things to note here. So <laughs> the, I'm going to start at the bottom. So Bournemouth's, the, the worth of the owners <clears throat> for Bournemouth is $3 million. Ouch. A lot, lot of money, right? That's a lot of cheddar. Not quite um, Jerry Jones. The, uh, the worth of Nottingham is $500 million. Oh, wow. the you go from worth, three million to five hundred million dollars for the team. Yeah. Well, the hmm. worth of Fulham would be my team for the year. Seven billion. Cottage. Wow. What an industry. Now wait for it. Now here, here you go. Here's the here's the crazy. It's a, it's this crazy universe. It's all linked together. So the number one team, Newcastle United. Not sure if they're affiliated with the beer. Uh, $320 billion. Do you guys want to take a guess who owns that team? And it is Wait, not, it is not a person. $320 billion. Hmm. Is, is that uh, BlackRock? Uh, what's it, BlackRock Holdings? I'll give you a hint. It is, it's a government. Saudi Arabia, the Saudis. That's right. So you can be, you can have a team owned by a government entity. I didn't even know that. Well, I think it's like the Saudi People Fund or something. It's the yes. it's the same folks ah. that are trying to more make, or less so they, S- Saudi elites club that that pooled money. Wow. Mike, I just want to because uh, again, I love the Department of Corrections. It's one of my favorite segments we do here. Are you sure? that it's worth that many billions and not millions. Cause I think the Dallas Cowboys is like the richest, highest net worth team on earth sports franchise at like 6 billion. No, this it's is team the... worth, not owner worth. There's a difference. Sorry. Oh, okay. So yeah. So the Bournemouth folks have $3 million to serve up their nachos and, and fix up the lock. That's why toilets. I like an underdog. All right, guys, I have I have an opportunity for us. I say we pull some funds with some friends. We go buy a bottom of the barrel B League team over there. We could probably buy for like a million, like you know, one large. And then Ounce. we, you know, mm. we we get some people in there. Yeah, we get some good folks. We'll we'll slowly get them up to the top. And then once we make it to the EPL. Mm. We're money. Like we'll never work a day. What besides this podcast for the listeners' sake only? Mm. only. Then we'll never work a day again. Uh, just just put it out there. Just earmark that, and sh- you know, mm-hmm. put that away somewhere. I actually don't think that's a terrible idea. These these folks here, at Bournemouth, sitting on three million, are stand to make a hundred million plus in revenue over the next three years. Wow, man. There goes another opportunity for the little guys. I'm going to try to buy a shirt from Bourne. I'm on the Bournemouth page now. Let's see if they got any (laughs) merch I can buy. They have a weird sort of logo where it's like a guy breaking his neck trying to do a header. Yeah, I see that. That's not good. I don't like the Nottingham. The Nottingham and the Fulham logos are pretty boss. But uh, yeah, the the, uh, public investment (sighs) fund of Saudi Saudi Arabia worth $600 Yeah, that's um, the same so people bringing you the live tour. Maybe. No, it is. I read it. Okay. Okay. So interesting. Yeah. And uh, just a quick fact, too. Uh, you're going to love this. 
<laughs> so um, the capacity of the Oakland A Stadium <clears throat> is about 47,000, which would put them, let's see, that puts them in line with, uh, I don't know, the likes of Man City and Liverpool and the like. They had a game in May. Um, it was unofficially, it was about 2,500 people that attended. And uh, I think that was like, you know, that number is inflated and the, and the actual count was somewhere around 1,000 people. So, uh, oh, yeah, baseball wow. struggling a little bit, at least in Oakland. Um, that's, oh, yeah. uh, that's pretty incredible. You have 1,000 well, people. You're also got to wear some probably, uh, you know, uh, shank guards if you're going to go to the game in Oakland, too. So that doesn't probably help. I mean, even, just, even Charles Barkley was calling out Golden State, saying uh, he doesn't like going there for, for a lot of reasons at the city. Uh, I mean, uh, great new arena, but uh, not the best part of town. Yeah. Uh, Raiders got out of there. Uh-huh. Yes, they did. Man, they got a nice new stadium. All right. Well, I'm just, I'm just thrilled that we're getting excited about about uh, football, as it were, on uh, this on this podcast. We just got football I'm, all year round, guys. I am already looking at the Nottingham Forest kits, and I might be kitted up before long, baby. Telling you what, season kicks off, I'm going to be kitted uh, up. I think it's like June June 16th or something is the release of the schedules. We'll have a schedule release party. We'll do it. Maybe we'll do a full pod based on that and pick winners nice. and losers. I'm looking forward to that. All right. Marnak, I've got a really good one for you this week. And I'd say it's fairly subjective. It's going to be pretty mm. tough to lose this one. But I'm just okay. I'm just interested, you know, to see your thoughts. So the question of the week for Marnak is, will the first live golf tournament be considered a success? And so you got carte blanche here. You know, this is you define success whatever i just i'm just curious is this gonna you know when the when we read the papers next monday is it gonna be like wow this thing was way worse than we thought it would be or are people gonna be like hmm like this is why didn't we do this a long time ago what do you what do you think marnak hold on so first of all i got a new envelope uh you guys were making fun of my met life envelope because i'm old and have been charged i went with the i got a i got a new envelope just for the segment from the Vidara Hotel and Spa, mostly so you can mm. remember how to spell it. It's not Vidalia. <laughs> not it's a lot Vidara. of vowels there. Not a lot of vowels. It's it's a it's a European, Dutch, Slovenian spelling. Um, will it be a success? I, you know, here's the deal. I mean, the envelope never lies. Uh, it's picked a lot of winners here, as you guys know. Um, I I say yes. It's going to be a success for two reasons. One. Mm. You pull a you, you pull a talent like Jerry Foltz. You, you you are not gonna do anything but have a meteoric rise to the stratosphere. Pulled out all Second, the stops. You pulled out all the stops. Second, when you when the only way you're gonna have uh, live coverage of this is via YouTube, you know where most of the the modern golfers get their content. Uh, you are really setting yourself up for success here. I think this thing was going to be a success because of the money that was uh, able to be burnt 
and you know they they went after the superstars, and they 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 got you know Fultz and and Johnson. Uh, so you know, sure, it's going to be a success. Why not? I'm just I, to be honest, I'm happiest about the envelope. That that's the real success here. Yeah, I I think they're going to generate tons of buzz i think oh, between yeah. the shotgun start and london like i just yeah i cabs i mean <clears throat> no press is bad press right i think then they're gonna have tons of it after this, mm-hmm. this first event phil mickelson i mean this is that, that was to me that was the nail in the proverbial cough wait that's the wrong analogy that was the that was the silver tuna right there getting phil mickelson this thing's gonna be a success We'll see what uh, the old PGA Tour does in response. Yeah, I, yeah. Jay, I can't wait to hear from Jay. It's going to be tough. All right. Thank you, Marnak. Anytime. Um, yeah, I Anytime. look forward to look forward to this, this week in golf. Double mm. this week in golf next week. All right, let's move to flavor country. Um so we, we were going to do a couple things here, but I think that uh, Mark has had more Wagyu uh, in a week than, than a person should be allowed. So we'll, we'll give him a chance to maybe bring his lipids down a little bit before we do that uh, the Our Wagyu. review. But um, mm-hmm. Stephen, uh, did you get a chance to head to the border? to get any of their oh, delicious treats and give us a review. I rang the bell at the border. <laughs> let what me did tell you, get? you. Well, first off, let me say there was commitment to this podcast. I went and I went and got my Taco Bell <laughs> Mexican pizza. Hey, this envelope didn't secure itself in Texas, my friend. This is all the way from Nevada. Thank you. What, they don't have Arby's in Austin? I'm just saying I went all the way to Nevada for a new envelope. Okay, well, that was doesn't help us with the Arby's review. Sorry, Steve. <laughs> yeah, I was kind of curious if if the Vidara, did they send you an envelope because, like, you owed them money for, like, breaking a lamp or stealing mini bottles from the mini fridge or something? But, hey, no. you know, that's between you and the hotel. Oh, my gosh. It um, came with the receipt at <laughs> checkout. <laughs> All right. So, no. Uh, yes, I did go to Taco Bell. I didn't I didn't go on Friday night. We had, we had plans with a couple to go to a – true sit-down Tex-Mex restaurant. <laughs> so Taco Bell got booted to Sunday. So went Sunday at lunch. I, mm-hmm. yes, for this podcast, I put my entire Sunday afternoon, Sunday evening, and Sunday night at risk to eat Taco Bell <laughs> for this podcast, guys. I don't think you know what I risked. Normally, if you eat Taco Bell late night, at least you can be able to go to bed in a little bit. I risked a half day to show my commitment for this podcast. But yes, um, I, I mean, it's better than ever. I, this is the second time they having brought it, it back. Been back. Yeah, the mm-hmm. second time having it since it's been back. Um, and again, while it's been, you know, I, it wasn't gone for more than a year, but I'm convinced, I think that there's more flavor since it's been back. Again, it's probably a little bit of nostalgia, mm. not having it in a while, but I think it is better than ever. Um, I am so excited. This is now one of my go-to things that I get. I rotate. I should say I rotate. I don't normally get all three. I go all out when I go to Taco Bell. I run up a bill. 
Um, throw a little hot sauce on there. It's magic. Uh, here is a, you heard it here first for you guys. So I go to order this and I'm so excited. I get up to the window and as I'm giving her my credit card to pay for this large bill, she lets me know to say, Hey, you're one of our lucky customers. You got one of our last few. And I was like, what are you talking about? What do you mean last few? Right. I first think that maybe I'm going to get my bill comp. No, it's not what it is. They're down to their last few Mexican pizza taco shells. Ooh. And they're not coming back. Taco Bell is pulling it from the what? menu until the fall because their supplier has run out of Mexican pizza mm. taco shells. Oh, baby. So, boys, if you're a big Mexican pizza fan, and to our listeners, run out now before your local T-Bell runs out of shells. If not... Be prepared to wait to the fall. So, I mean, what a flop on opening. Similar to Popeye's mm -hmm. bringing out the, the chicken sandwiches when they oh, ran yeah. out mm. and you had to wait a while. Same with Taco Bell. But what they've assured, I wound up doing some research. Taco Bell said, yes, we're going to have some supply chain issues. But when it comes back, it's back for good. So, uh, yeah, so it's it's was a little heartbreaking definitely you know i definitely savored every last mm. bite of it but let me mm. tell you when you get your hand you get those paws on one you're in for you're in for a treat do you have a favorite sauce i mean i think my go-to sauce is like hot i think that's the right mm -hmm. mix always hot okay it used to be a mild because it's about flavor as i like the flavor of the mild mm -hmm. mild got good flavor but mm -hmm. you know it needs a little bit more punch hot Good flavor, good punch. And then the fire is too hot, terrible flavor. Uh -huh. uh, I, I like that heat level, but it's just bad flavor. So, yeah, hot's where, that, where it's at. I always ask through the intercom for extra. They don't understand what I mean by extra. And then I make the person ringing me out give me an extra full hand grab because I go mm. through a lot. And I do have a hot take on there. For T-Bell, you executives at Yum that are listening – I don't want 52 packets of hot sauce to have to slowly peel each one and push it on. <laughs> I want probably eight good packets fully sauced and fully filled to the brim, and I only need eight. Stop giving me 52. Stop wasting plastic, making me look at my food and dress it with hot sauce 52 times. Please stop, Taco Bell. Wow. Yeah, Just a little rain more. It needs to be said. needs to be said. Yeah. I, li I like them. I, I mix the mild and the hot to make a nice jubilee of flavors, if you will. I, I would criticize you, but you're the one that taught me about the uh, <clears throat> horseradish sauce at Rudy's. Oh. And that's, that's pretty life changing. You're welcome. But I don't know why you'd want to criticize me for another sauce invention. Let's be honest. <laughs> uh, what was the one I heard that somebody did at Chick-fil-A? It was like the Chick-fil-A sauce and the sriracha. Apparently it's dynamite. Oh, but... it is dynamite. Mm. I encourage okay. the, dub, the dip in one and the dip in the other. Okay. You're, you're, but yeah, you know, Stephen, pre-pandemic, I feel like, you know, Chick-fil-A would have let you walk out with the sauces. And then they, you know, they started to regulate a little bit. And, mm -hmm. and I always, I was always a little upset with McDonald's growing up when you had to pay for the extra barbecue. I love oh. their barbecue and I want barbecue for my yep. fries and my nuggets and oh. I don't get them. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, Haddix, great job <sighs> on the the Taco Bell review. Now, Mark, you know, I hopefully you'll do it sooner than later, but don't let me down with the accoutrement. I mean, I need at least like a four-piece mod stick. I need like a beef and I cheddar. You. I, I need like a curly fry, a, okay. a mocha shake. Like I need the whole thing. Okay. Okay. I got you. Next week. All right. Don't worry. I don't want to let anybody down. <laughs> Just a, a quick one before we depart flavor country for the evening. Um, so I mentioned all the delicious milkshakes in at the memorial. I, I ran across one that was quite interesting. So I want to know how much I'd have to pay you, each of you. Mm-hmm. to have this milkshake. So apparently the University of Miami baseball team had a shake um, available and it's comprised of vanilla ice cream, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> buffalo chicken wings, celery, ranch, and carrots. So how much would... Uh, what? Yeah. what was that? Witchcraft how- do you speak of? How much would I would I have to pay each of you to um, have an entire one of those shakes? Okay, well, here's the thing. If it is free, I will at least take a bite. Because, again... It's a milkshake. You sip it's it. a milkshake, right? I mean, I, I will try it. But, I mean, depending on flavor profile, again, you never know. Sometimes I like some funky stuff. So there, there's a chance I like it. But based on that description, I mean... Um, Oh, 20 bucks 20 bucks call it even that's it okay 20 bucks, yeah. uh, i'm gonna do more i think this has got all kinds of problems digestive problems <laughs> all over <laughs> i mean you got Built celery celery is you know ce- celery raw develops the jaw celery stewed is more quietly chewed it's a very famous poem uh, Ooh. i don't know how that works in a blender first of all Celery carrots. All right, I got it. Good veggies, but adding in vanilla ice cream and then buffalo chicken sauce. Like, or is it the chicken <laughs> itself? Like, what are we doing? You can't do that to food. And that's just those that's just those cooking. No, cooking in your stomach in the Miami oh. sun. That's <laughs> the milk the, in your stomach with the buffalo. No, none of that sounds right. I'm gonna need. Uh, multiple C notes to try a sip. I mean, it just yeah. doesn't feel like it's going to sit right. Oh, uh, no. Recipe no. recipe for disaster. Um, sorry, I Ugh. lied. Stephen, I wanted to ask you, do you, do you know what Sloppy Joe is? Can, oh, of can course, you? yeah. No, but I, okay, of course, <laughs> yes. But what, but what is it? Do you have any idea what it is? Ooh, like the the main ingredient, like what the what the meat is? Yeah, like I'm coming to your house to have a bottle allocated, and I'm like, let's complement that with some sloppy joe. <laughs> what are you pulling out of the pantry? <laughs> okay, there's a difference between me making mm. it and like going and opening a can and heating it up to make a sloppy joe. So is it of Manwich City? Made- yeah, like, are you asking me what the main ingredient in a manwich is? I'm just saying, I hate Sloppy Joe, and Mark made it sound like it was the greatest thing since sliced bread. So if you well, really like it, you I ought mean, to be able to name something in it. Uh, 
meat and sauce oh. on a bun, right? I mean, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, past that, yeah, I'm sure there's some mystery meat in there, but but mm. as a kid, like growing up, I mean, when's I used the last to love time sloppy you had a Joe's. sloppy Joe, addicts? Two decades. <laughs> Mark makes it Easily. sound like he's <laughs> two decades. Sloppy Joe, slop, sloppy Joe. <laughs> okay, the oh, I, I rest my case. I rest my case. All right, <laughs> all right. Um, Department of Corrections. So, uh, you know, Stephen, you. <sighs> I didn't take German. I didn't take German in high school, but I, I thought, you know, I knew the difference between Hofbräu and Hofbrau. Uh, I, I found at least one place on the internet that said Hof, Hofbräu. So, you know, potatoes, patatas, we can, we can agree to disagree. It's a delicious beer regardless, but, you know, I think what we're going to have to do, Stephen, is we're going to have to set our goals, make sure we get over there so we can get the, the, correct pronunciation yes ask our waitress who brings out the massive stein say hey how do you say the name of the place we're at but yeah i agreed didn't uh maybe i'm not good with my umlauts and probably it's a little tomato tomato sort of a situation but regardless great beer and we're going over there for an Oktoberfest podcast topeka toledo Hofbrau, be like, Hofbräu. It's actually Hofbrew. Uh, <laughs> it's actually pronounced Hof Steve. Yeah. Okay. We're both wrong. Yeah. yeah we were way off. Um, I promised uh, to do a little bit of homework on when cameras are allowed in court. So um, apparently if it's federal, it's, mm. it's not at all. So, so basically like, I solved one answer, but then I was like, okay, when is a, a trial in state courts versus federal? And then that was a whole nother, mm. you know, basically I might as well have studied for the bar. So I just, I decided <laughs> to shut that down. But uh, apparently once you get out of federal and you get into state and, and civil, I guess it's, it's really up to the discretion of the judge. So no holds mm. bar, anything you want. It's um, the rules are meant to be broken. Yep. So uh, Alito allowed one camera for OJ and then, you know, there are others that don't allow any. And then I guess in the Depp case, they you, you get OJ and then you get Judge Judy. Now we're now we're just it's sensationalizing everything. And now Steve Harvey, I believe. And now Steve. <laughs> the man, he just does it all. He just does really, all. He, just, he just does it all. He also does weddings um, on the weekend. I challenge both of you, the next time you have a few spare minutes, try and find out a little bit about the history of the blotta. It's not, it's not as easy as you think. Apparently, Spalding started it, but most articles will point to the fact that uh, Titleist was basically the only manufacturer putting blottas out there. I, I don't really know the answer. Um, I just know that if you equator that son of a gun, that Ooh. it's pretty much toast. You're going to have a yeah. dent inside of that thing. Mm-hmm. What I heard from you, Mike, was I was pretty much correct that Titleist was the main manufacturer. Yes, W my book. Uh, but when you said Spalding, the first thing that comes to mm. mind is not Spalding, the sports brand. It's Spalding from Caddyshack. Uh yeah, look him up. I'm gonna charge you with looking up Spalding from Caddyshack. 
okay. Well, my well, I was with my old pappy one time, and he may he mentioned gutta percha, and I had I had never heard that one before, <laughs> but I I had heard the the balada, but yeah, by mm-hmm. um that made its run in the nineties, and for obvious reasons went out of favor. So mm-hmm. we can talk about at some point how <clears throat> maybe many of Tiger's early wins were attributed to equipment. Um, you know, who knows? Sutton playing the Blotta, Tiger playing the, the two-piece. So um, mm. I uh, I had brought up the the uh, Pizza King arcade Baja truck game. I said it was Tommy something or other. It's actually Ivan I, Iron Man Stewart. Mm. Uh, super super off road. So that super was, uh, off road. Uh, pretty incredible game, though. I remember game. Those simpler times. That was fun. Last one here. So this is um, Stephen. You you gave me a compliment, and I and and it's certainly not not a backhanded compliment. I know it wasn't. You said that I had a refined palate, and uh, I. You know, what came to mind after thinking for a while is when I took you boys right over there on Route 22 in Jersey over to the Quaker Steak. Oh, and- man. <laughs> oh, I still have nightmares Talk about, about that place. it. Tom's Jeez. nightmare. Yeah. Uh. And the, the clientele that night was off the chain. <laughs> Literally, they just got out of prison. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, it would have been worth the, the 25 minutes to allentown for the buffalo wild wings but yes uh, correct know, i figured so yeah i um i don't know i don't know what i was thinking i'm sure did i take you guys to white castle too at some point for the chicken race? oh yeah okay oh no, you you okay. yeah we drive through <laughs> right <laughs> after through. quaker state yeah. we went to white castle and got That's chicken right. rings yeah I thought we were getting chicken wings. Apparently, it was not a mispronunciation. It's chicken rings because chicken comes in a ring formation <laughs> and no natural form of the bird. And oh, man. If, if I'm anything, I am not handy when it comes to a house. And I think, Mark, I think you were crawling around under my toilets that weekend. That Fixed was pretty, a lot pretty gutsy, given the Quaker <laughs> steak in the, in the White Castle. So. <laughs> Uh, you know, I didn't get this age without being handy, and I fixed some toilets that weekend. It was something else. I <laughs> uh, hope I made it worth your while. With you, the did. you did. You did. That was oh, fantastic. Of course. Hey, uh, I got one correction. The University ooh, of Texas. Ooh, I Austin. love that. Yeah, University of Texas, Austin, uh, Stephen Early, you said they beat Arizona. They actually beat Arizona oh. State. That was a correction on, yeah. Yeah, that's okay. Slip up. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't numbers. matter. Texas won. They beat Arizona, Arizona Tech, Arizona University. What? Well, yeah. Whatever. They beat but, the entire state last week. Yes, correct. That's right. So, anyway, I didn't want to diminish Tempe. the boys from uh, Tempe, Topeka, Toledo, Tucson, Tucson, Tucson. Temecula, whatever. Tell you right. Tell you right. Can't win them all. <laughs> All right. Time to finish off with local knowledge. Local knowledge. Let's go ahead. Start with Mr. Rogers, Mark Snyder. Uh, You guys give me a hard time about uh, always bringing a family here. But, uh, you know, if 
if if you are so blessed to still have mom or dad in your life and they give you a call and say, hey, come spend some time with me. <laughs> come uh, to Bob's Steakhouse. And come play. to Bob's Steakhouse. And <laughs> come play get some, some Wagyu. We promise get, we'll get you yeah, some Wagyu. I encourage you to, to, to take the call and, and say yes. You know, there's only so many days you got on this earth. I mean, if you think about it and uh, you only have so much time with your family, I encourage you to do that. You know, and if uh, my equal encouragement is if you're on the outs with your family for whatever reason, look into your heart and see if you can figure out a way to maybe uh, call and, and say you're sorry or try to seek some forgiveness one way or the other. But I had a blast with the old dad, the old dad this weekend. And uh, I encourage you guys to do something like that too. My other local knowledge, it's getting a little hot here. Um, and I know I talked to you about hydration last week, but I'm also talking to you about the importance of checking on the old air conditioning. Uh, make sure that thing is in working condition because when it goes out, ain't nobody happy. And a little preventative maintenance can go a long way. Uh, just, just do that. I encourage you to take a look at your old air conditioning. Get, get your local air conditioning specialist out to give it the old one, two, three checklist. Make sure everything's good. Because I can attest to when things get to 90 plus in the house, it's no fun. Uh, don't do that. And you can so, attest? Oh, I can attest. Um, you have a new not, house. No, not this house. I'm just telling you, be careful. But I also got friends that just, just today complained about air conditioning going out. And uh, not good, not good. And it's constrained a marriage, constrained a relationship, constrained mm. all kinds of things. It's hot, y'all. You got to make sure that air conditioning is in working order. Um, some people staying at the house here, you know, because air conditioning is not working is a real joy. Uh, so just, <laughs> just... On, on behalf of friendships everywhere, check your air conditioning. Make sure it's working. Local knowledge. And we hope for your breakfast tomorrow that they didn't hear what you just said right now. No, no, no. They're fine. They're fine. It'd be an awkward breakfast. No. Fire up some breakfast bacon, Snyder household. Breakfast, breakfast bacon. Breakfast bacon. That's, that's, <laughs> not to be confused with Canadian and, bacon. And some cinnamon coffee. Just give them the full. <laughs> That'll get them out of there. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, got good work in John's too. Oh Let's man! Coffee. Okay. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Stephen. Oh, you know, I I think my local knowledge that week has to be a little bit of uh, nostalgia. I mean, as we've been talking about OSU with the golf last week, softball right now, baseball just lost in the regional. But uh, just bringing back the nostalgia of, you know, some of the good old days. Again, mine weren't as uh, long ago as, as y'all's were. Um, you know, not definitely not a dig at y'all. But just bring back the nostalgia. Just sometimes good to reminisce, you know, not to live in the past, but just remember, be happy about it. And, uh, again, if you were lucky enough to go to such a great sports school as OSU, just make sure – you're keeping up that fandom, support, supporting the team, supporting the student athletes. With that, go Pokes. Go Pokes. Mike, what about you? Um, so, uh, quick shout out from me on the French Open winners. So, um, <laughs> well, as, on one, the, as one would, please. As, as one would. Um, so on the women's side, so uh, Iga Schwitek 
beat Coco Golf. So that's uh, Poland beat the U.S. And so, um, and that man, that those tournaments seemed like they were going on forever. <laughs> but uh, on the on the men's side, uh, you know, pretty safe bet is that the winner is going to be Nadal. He's mm-hmm. won. He's the, the king clay of the court clay. King. Oh, clay court clay. He's won 14 times there. So he's uh, really 14. Yeah. 22, wow. 22 total, 22 grand slams total, 14 um, in France. So he's, wow. uh, I'm looking forward to Wimbledon though. That's in a, that's in about yeah. a month. That's always a good one. Johnny Mack and uh, Sampras and all the boys out there. So um I got a chance to do a uh, cooking class at Sir Latab. I don't know if you have and Stephen, you can, you can oh, get yeah. me on the pronunciation there next time, but uh, that was fun. Fun little, little date night. Um, mm. Made some <clears throat> pasta. I will mm. say, I think buying pasta is the way to go. It was <laughs> a, a lot of work uh, to get that all the way down to, to just some fettuccine that, that tasted maybe a little bit better than average. So, um, but it was, it was fun. I, uh, gave me a chance to, to pick up, uh, something that I'll talk about next time in toasted nuts. Um, little treat there. Uh, last thing for me. So, um, <clears throat> we're into June, which means, uh, father's day's coming up. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you've got, uh, what 18th, I think it's always mm-hmm. the U S open Sunday. So go ahead and start, uh, you know, supply chain. Go ahead and start uh-huh. getting those uh, those gifts ready for your dads. Hopefully you get a chance to be with your dad um, on his day. I won't, but I'll be uh, picking out a gift, sending it, and making sure to try and make him feel special. So uh, don't wait too long. Go ahead and start getting those uh, Father's Day plans and gifts um, all taken care of. All right. Well, that's going to do it. Uh, Another one in the books. Thanks, everyone, for joining Weekend at Berkman's. Hope you have a great rest of your week, and we will see you next week. Take care.